Okay, here we are, Grain of Salt Podcast, episode number nine. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Chef Jason Shepard, uh, chef owner of Cutting Edge Meals. All right, we are a meal prep service designed to make your life, in fact, easier. All right, we do uh, fresh meals made just specifically for you and your family. We tailor everything uh, to your exact needs. So, um, honestly, it's just one less thing you have to worry about throughout the week, and we, we take care of everything literally for you, all right? The only thing you need to worry about is keeping us paid and keeping your family uh, keeping your family fed. So, excellent, exciting things there. All right, do uh, check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, all right, Cutting Edge Meals, LLC. You'll see uh, all the kind of excellent stuff that, that we cook for all of our families, all right? Also, uh, check out the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, okay? Be sure to do that. Give us a follow, subscribe. This way you guys can uh, stay up to date on all the new exciting things we have going on. Um, speaking of new exciting things going on, okay, we have a uh, couple things in the works for for Cutting Edge Meals, okay? We're going to be doing uh, – we're, we're going to change a few things around. Um, we're going to move into a slightly different direction, but it's it's going to be exciting. Uh, more details on that uh, as we get closer to that time frame, okay? So this week's episode, we're going to have a discussion on all things that will kill you, okay? And what I mean by that is we're going to talk about food and myths and things you should or shouldn't have or all this kind of nonsense that they just put out there and makes you think you're going to fucking die because you had something crazy, okay? Hear me out. It seems that every couple of years there's some new bullshit that's come out and that, oh my God, this, you know, for a while there it was equal and Splenda. Oh, you can't have that. It's saccharin causes cancer and that might well be true, but have you heard anything about that in the past five years? I haven't. Um, do they still make equal and sweet and low and Splenda? Yes. Do people still use it? Yes. So what's the fucking point about getting all excited if you're not going to do anything about it okay so that just use that as an example i'm not going to sit here and debate uh the ingredients in equal and splenda and all that happy bullshit but you guys get the point okay uh the first thing i do want to talk about is eggs okay there's been a lot of fucking debate over eggs and they're good for you no they're bad for you no it's protein no it's cholesterol no it's this no it's that here's we're going to settle this right now okay there's a whole cholesterol debate about eggs are they bad uh, they're they're high in cholesterol. They have to be bad. Okay, a couple facts. First of all, uh, a large egg contains 212 milligrams of cholesterol. Your dietary cholesterol. Okay, three ounces of shrimp is 166 milligrams of dietary cholesterol. Okay. However, Canada and Australia both don't place any limits or guidelines officially on your dietary cholesterol, okay? So my initial question is, how are the people of Canada and Australia different from us? If it's okay for them, it should be okay for us. And by the way, I just want a full disclosure here. I am not a dietitian. I am not a nutritionist. I am not a health coach. I have nothing to do with any sort of recommendation on telling you how to live your life, okay? These facts are actually from eatingwell.com, okay? It's also a fairly popular uh, food magazine, but uh, these are not from Chef Jason Shepard, okay? This is f- real facts from a 
qualified source, okay? So I'm don't take what I'm saying as gospel, okay? Right grain of salt. Um, keep that in mind. Uh, so where does that leave the egg then? Okay, well, eggs, they are high in a quality protein. Okay, we know that. They're also rich in vitamins and minerals. Okay, they're packed with all sorts of, you know, the B vitamins and all that kind of awesome stuff. Okay, eggs contain all, also almost no carbohydrates. So that tells me by logic that they don't really have an effect on your blood glucose levels. Okay, so for diabetics and so on and so forth, right, insulin, right, it's a, it's a very small effect that they would have on those levels. So if you're trying to mind your sugar and all that kind of intake, right, that's maybe something to to keep an eye on, okay, or, or to keep in mind, I should say. Now, I'm going to quote this directly from the Mayo Clinic, all right, because, again, I'm not some sort of fucking nutritional guru, all right, if it was up to me, I'd be eating cheeseburgers and hot dogs all the time, but it's not up to me, so... We have to sometimes substitute a salad. But Mayo Clinic, okay? Quote, chicken eggs are high in cholesterol, but the effect of egg consumption on blood cholesterol is minimal when compared with the effect of trans fats and saturated fats. So all the talk about cholesterol in eggs is actually raising your cholesterol? Turns out that's largely a myth, okay? So straight from the Mayo Clinic... Right there, boom, okay? So, again, every, I mean everything in moderation. If you're going to tell me, oh, I eat 10 hard-boiled eggs a day or I eat, you know, 10 scrambled eggs with, you know, fucking crazy omelet and all this sort of happy horse shit, probably that's not good, all right? But a couple eggs every day, um, that's not a bad thing, okay? And not to mention, but sodium, if I'm not mistaken is related to cholesterol levels. And if I'm wrong, someone correct me. But isn't that kind of a vital part to the goings-on of your body, right? It, it Wasn't that the whole Gatorade thing, right, with the electrolytes and all that stuff, salt and sodium? So shouldn't that have an effect on your cholesterol as well? I don't know. I'm just throwing the question out there, but something to fucking think about, okay? So now that we've got that ironed out, feel free to have as many fucking eggs as you want, all right? Do whatever you need to do. Do whatever you're comfortable with, okay? Moving on. Um, I was actually going to do this in, in the food news um, segment of things, but I thought maybe we can maybe discuss it here, okay? Um, it was pointed out to me a couple of days ago uh, an article talking about aluminum foil. Uh, I, for one, am a huge fan of aluminum foil. One, because of the fucking amount of dishes I do every day that I could just very easily use aluminum foil, cover the pan, and I don't have to stand there for 20 minutes fucking scrubbing sheet pans, okay? Uh, that's number one. Number two, foil makes cooking things very easy. For example, if you wanted to cook fish, well, you can make a one-pot meal with aluminum foil. You throw in some veggies, you throw in some olive oil, throw in some seasonings, put the fish on top of the veggies, fold it up like an envelope. Now you have a single-serving meal, boom, right there, done, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, okay? it's I mean, foil makes life tremendously easy, okay? We're going to circle back to the foil in the end of this episode. You'll see what I'm talking about, okay? So the article 
This is what the article said. According to medical experts, the exposure to this heavy metal might cause long-lasting adverse effects, including mental decline, loss of balance, memory, coordination, and bodily control. If that doesn't scream, you're going to fucking die tomorrow. I don't know what does, but that sounds very horrific. Okay, I personally find that hilarious. Uh, and I'm going to, again, I'm tying all this in at the end. Okay, So you'll see where I'm going to go with this. So with this, specifically the aluminum foil, I'm not getting to get into specifics of the article because, quite frankly, the article was full of percentages, and they weren't even whole percentages. It was like 0.1%. And point, it, so just understand that, okay? Um, but this is, this is a myth, okay? So recent studies have come to light that may end up reinvigorating the debate, okay? They say that there's a connection to aluminum and Alzheimer's. They say it's something that causes the the leaching of the aluminum metal into your body and all that kind of stuff, okay? However, it, the article goes on to say, uh, it's incredibly unlikely that you're exposing your brain to high concentrations of aluminum by cooking with aluminum foil in the first place, okay? So that just, again, completely debunks that whole fucking stupid argument, all right? I'll say this, however, all right? And if, if you have ever cooked with aluminum foil uh, frequently enough, maybe maybe you've come to find this, okay? If you use a very low-quality foil, for example, some shitty store brand or some knockoff version, all right, the foil you will notice maybe is thinner, maybe it rips easier. It's the same with saran wrap, right? If you use an actual good quality saran wrap, it actually rips nicely. You know, it actually sticks like it's fucking supposed to. So you get the idea, okay? Those crap versions or those knockoff or store brand versions will actually deteriorate faster, okay? And and with the result of that, I do question the quality of, of the metal in the, the aluminum that they're using to make the aluminum foil. Uh, simple example. Uh, I worked in a food service establishment, let's say. I'm not going to say which one, obviously. But uh, we were forced to be very budget conscious. So I had to buy lesser quality stuff just to save a couple bucks against my will. I was came down from the higher ups. But besides the point, okay, um, everything was about saving money. That being said, and by the way, aluminum foil, actual, like, and I'm, Reynolds, that's kind of the best one out there, all right? Or the, uh, there's, a, I think a brand is called actually aluminum foil, but, I mean, stick to the, stick to the, the good brands, okay? But, <clears throat> I noticed certain things that I would cook that were wrapped in the aluminum foil, it would actually eat through the aluminum foil, so, things that were high in acid, so tomato sauce, stuff like that would actually eat through the aluminum foil. That's fucking bad, okay? But again, I'm questioning the quality of the aluminum foil, not necessarily the aluminum, if that makes sense, okay? So again, bottom line here, spend the extra money, buy it from a reputable brand, buy the good quality stuff, and you won't have anything to worry about, okay? But just also as an aside, this... This argument could go for a lot of things, all right? How many times have you said, oh, man, this is so cheap, I'm going to buy this? Okay, well, for example, uh, a vacuum. Well, you can buy the fucking $20 vacuum, but if you spend $150 on a good quality vacuum, right, and you know what I'm talking about, it's not going to break in a year. It's not You're not going to buy one every year, 
So, again, it's your call, your money, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give it to him, but this is just my opinion, okay? So, spend the money, buy a good brand, do all that kind of stuff, okay? Next thing we're going to get into, plastics, BPA lining, Tupperware, this whole fucking nonsense, okay? Before you get your fucking underwear all twisted up, okay, there I'm not going to debate or doubt the fact that the BPA and plastic Tupperware is bad, or harmful for you when you heat it or alter it, okay? It's just a chemical. It's in in the plastic. It's in some metal cans, all right? It, it's, it's been proven that it's bad, okay? But here's, here's my gripe, okay? That being said, when it first came out, oh, my God, this is fucking terrible. We, we can't have this. And they started doing all sorts of plastic, you know, the refillable water bottles with the Nalgene and the BPA-free, and now there's all these fucking stickers. BPA-free, blah, 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 blah. Now, all of a sudden, researchers are saying, whoa, small amounts in a, you know, per day for adults is okay. So, ultimately, who the fucking knows, honestly? It's, I mean, the debate could go either way at this point, and I just... What's, it's almost humorous to me that, that this flip-flop back-and-forth nonsense, um, they just, one day it's bad, one day it's still bad, but not so bad, but then the next day it's, holy fucking shit, we can't have that. Pick one, okay? If it's either, it's either bad for you or it's fucking not bad for you. Smoking is not kind of bad for you. It is bad for you. If you don't smoke, it's better off than not smoking. Vice versa. You know what I'm saying, okay? So... What I have to say about this is we're so concerned with plastic and Tupperware and all this BPA stuff that we're st- we you know we buy the glass bowls or the you know the ceramic bowls or you know the even they have glass Tupperware which I happen to personally enjoy because it's nicer it doesn't collapse you can do everything with it, it goes in the dishwasher all that it's easier to clean right it's all stained and fucking you want to be that asshole that pulls your lunch out of your lunch bag at work and the fucking container looks like you didn't wash it in four weeks the glass is clean it's nice it most times they stack it's just it's just a better quality all around however do you actually realize how much crap you buy that comes in fucking plastic i mean literally everything comes in fucking plastic everything you buy is in plastic or some sort of derivative thereof plastic Okay, think of something, right? The packaged veggies, you know, the bag of uh, steamable green beans, right? That comes in a plastic bag. Okay, well, it's steamable in bag. Your frozen veggies, for another example. Steamable in bag. Has anybody ever thought about that? All you people that drink soda, what about that? That comes in plastic, People buy Poland Spring or, you know, the, the water bottles from in the, you know, the cases of water. That comes in plastic. Why? Well, Why? Well, I buy those big five gallon. Is that jug not plastic? Everything you fucking buy comes. Your toothpaste comes in plastic. Are you going to die now because you fucking you brush your teeth with toothpaste? That's, I mean, fucking relax. All right. This this we get out of hand with all this crap. We just take it to the to the next level. Okay, so those are just a couple examples that I just want to kind of just briefly touch on that I think maybe are uh, important and we should uh, have talked about that sooner. Okay, the lesson from today, however, is that all things are bad and you're going to die. So why not go out with a smile on your face? I've always said that I am going to eat my fucking ham sandwiches and my cheeseburgers and I'm going to drink beer. I'm going to do all that fun stuff. 
Why? Because when I die, I want to die happy, not knowing that I missed out on all these things. So if you like to eat your fucking salad and your quinoa and your rabbit food and all this granola fucking nonsense, you do that. But just know you're missing out on some mighty fucking tasty food, and I'm living a happier life as a result of it. So your mileage may vary, but that's my opinion, okay? We're going to wrap in the foil again, okay? So we're going we're gonna to jump into the email segment, okay? So we're going to talk about in this email segment how to preserve the perfect avocado. This is super simple. There's three steps, okay? You're going to cut your avocado in half. You're going to use first the half that does not contain the pit, okay? The half that does contain the pit, you're going to keep the pit in there. You're going to take a piece of foil. You're going to put the pit down in the foil, and you're going to fold the foil back around it, and it's going to kind of look should look like a like an ice cream cone when you're done, okay? So you, it's going to have a little handle on top, and now the avocado is going to be wrapped in this foil. That's it. You're done. Put in the fridge. This will inevitably keep your avocado seriously for like a week. This is the best way. This is the only way. Okay. For example, also if you're making guacamole, toss the pit in there. Um, it's for guacamole a little bit different. You can put saran wrap and press that down to the surface of the avocado or of the guacamole, keeping the pit in there. Again, it will keep your avocado or your guacamole fresher for longer. But if you want to preserve just a straight up avocado cut in half, this is in fact the best way to do it. Okay. Again, maybe one day we do a YouTube channel. We talk about all this sort of stuff. Okay. Um, I got a couple ideas for that too, but I don't want to get off topic. Okay. This week's recipe. All right, we brought it up in the very beginning, eggs, right? Let's talk about the perfect hard-boiled egg, okay? And this, again, is so fucking simple, and yet people screw it up all the time, okay? So here's the steps. You're going to take a pot, you're going to put your eggs in the pot. does not matter how many, 1, 2, 6, 10, 12, 14, I don't give a damn. It does not matter, okay? You're going to fill this pot with cold water, all right? You want enough water where you maybe cover a couple inches uh, above the eggs, okay? On the same subject, if an egg ever floats, throw it out, it's bad, okay? In this pot full of cold water and eggs, you're going to add a little splash of white vinegar. You could do baking uh, soda, but I like the white vinegar instead, okay? It's just easier to use. Um, the white vinegar, what it does is going to, while the, the water is boiling, while the eggs are cooking, it's actually going to make the eggs easier to peel in the long run, in the end. So, again, not necessary, but it's helpful, Okay? You're going to take this pot of cold water uncovered and you're going to bring it to a boil and you're going to boil it for one minute. Now, this is not a rolling boil because at this point the eggs are still raw. They're not cooked, so they can still break. So just a a light boil if you want to kind of put it on that, okay? Once it's boiled for one minute, you're going to remove it from the heat and you're going to cover this pot with a lid. That's it. Now you're going to wait 13 minutes. And now you're done. You have the perfect hard-boiled egg, okay? Um, if you want to test, little trick, if you want to test when your eggs are actually done, what you're going to do is you're going to take an egg out of the pot. And you're going to lie it down on its side on a flat surface. Countertop works best, or a table, right? Somewhere you have a lot of room. And you're going to take this egg, and you're going to spin it almost like you would a quarter. You put your thumb and your finger on on each, the top and the bottom, and just spin it. And what happens is if the egg is done, the egg will actually sit upright. It'll spin like a top, upright. Okay? So if the egg doesn't fully stand up, 
then it's not cooked. Okay, so it's just an easy way to, to tell whether your eggs are fully cooked or not, right? Just so you don't have to crack into it or some fucking nightmare like that or overcook them, okay? Uh, eggs, when they're slightly warm, they're easier to peel, okay? However, they keep better in the fridge if they're not peeled. So uh, give or take there, I guess, right? All right. Also, if you're using eggs that you just bought at the grocery store today, those are going to be harder to peel than if you had eggs in the fridge for like a week, okay? Or maybe even 10 days, something like that, week and a half, all right? Uh, for whatever reason, an older egg is easier to peel, all right? Um, with this, this is the perfect recipe for hard-boiled eggs, okay? Um, if you open your hard-boiled egg and you cut it in half, and you should notice that the yolk is this nice golden yellow. There should not be any green fucking weird grayish film on the inside. It shouldn't be all dry and brittle and just horrible. It's just nice golden soft crumbly yolk. The the white should be brilliant white, okay? It this is the best way. Trust me, this is the best way to do a hard-boiled egg, okay? So, for this week's segment of today at the store, it's very small, very inconsequential, but I just it piques my curiosity as to what goes through people's minds on a day-to-day basis, okay? Now, as many of you know, right, I, I cutting-edge meals, right, that's my business. I do the grocery shopping for everybody. I'm in the grocery store literally four times, five times a week sometimes. The people that work, as I go to the same grocery store, right, they know me. Everybody, the cashiers, the people at the meat counter, every, everybody knows me, okay? So it's not like I'm unfamiliar with this with this store. However, the customers don't know me. Obviously, the fucking customers change every day. I should also note that when I go shopping, I don't wear my chef coat, all right? If it's cold enough, obviously, I just wear a coat, and I'll keep my chef coat underneath that, just zip up the coat. And if it's summertime, it's hot outside, I'll just walk around in a short sleeve T-shirt. Then when I get to the you know my family's house, I'll cook the food, and I'll, I'll put my chef coat on there, okay? Uh, I do that for two reasons. One, to avoid what I'm about to say, but two, people ask very fucking dumb questions, especially, and I'm on the clock, and I have a lot of stuff to do, so I don't want to get wrapped up in talking to people and having a dumb fucking conversation while I'm in the middle of the grocery store trying to work, okay? So I'm in the store, and I'm walking down the aisle. Again, I can tell you exactly where everything in this one particular store in, in, in specific, uh, where everything is, okay? So I'm walking down this aisle, and... This, I don't want to say older lady, but just older lady, turns around and stops me and she goes, uh, you look like you work here. Uh, where are where are the breadcrumbs or some shit like that? She has, I think, gluten-free breadcrumbs or something. I don't, I forget what she asked me. I'm like, I don't, listen, I'm happy to help, and I answered the lady's question. I told her exactly where they were. I felt like I actually did fucking work there for a minute. But, like, I would never walk through a store. Like, let's say I need to buy furniture. I wouldn't walk through a furniture store and just pull up some random person. Hey, you look like you work here. Uh, tell me about this couch. Like, I, I maybe, and maybe this is me. I don't know, but it's fucking weird. Okay, it's just it's awkward. It's weird. All right. Again, happy to help the lady. I told her exactly what she was looking for. It turns out I had to go down that same aisle that the breadcrumbs were in, so I ran into her awkwardly again there. I just uh, awkward. All right, I guess is my point, but again, inconsequential really, but. I'll leave it there, okay? Uh, this week's food news, uh, short and sweet, really, because I, I think we touched a lot uh, in, the, in the initial part of the episode with, with what's going on about the myths. Um, 
in regards to articles and, and where all this information came from. But just a couple things here for, for some food news. Okay? This is from foodbusinessnews.net. Okay? So this, you, know, you can please feel free to go follow uh, the articles that I've, I've pulled there. But um, the article says, Canada Health Board has motioned to put nutrition facts on the front of the label. Okay. As a result, uh, Hershey, the chocolate company, has has also followed suit. All right. Uh, that's pretty much the gist of the article there. Uh, I don't really give a shit about their reasons why and so on and so forth. But my first question is, how much do we need to pamper people? Are you fucking kidding me? People can't make decisions for themselves anymore. We need to hold everybody's hands, put the label on the front. This is bad for you. This is good for you. This is high in protein this is high in fat this is a lot of carbs i mean do you want people to think for you too you can't think for how fucking lazy do you have to be you can't pick up a jar of whatever you're looking and read the nutrition facts if it's that fucking important to you now this bullshit needs to be on the front i mean give me a fucking break i mean we've gone a little too far here okay in my personal opinion all right so take that for what it's worth. All right. The second thing I was, I just, the headline caught my attention. And I thought the headline was pretty self-explanatory for the, for the article. But McDonald's to cut calories and Happy Meals. Um, I mean, I guess that's good, right? We don't want our kids to be fat, unhealthy slobs. But when you got a Happy Meal as a kid, and granted, I didn't get it all that often because we were kind of poor and it was extra money that we didn't need to spend, really. But... Is any kid ever saying to themselves, oh, I wonder if this is a healthy meal? I wonder if my fr- if I wonder if they could make my fries and nuggets any healthier. You know what? Use use the gluten-free breadcrumbs on my fucking chicken nuggets. I thought that's healthier. You know what? Just bake my french fries, don't fry them. What? Who comes up with this shit? Make the fucking toy dope. Leave the food alone. The food was fine. Have one Happy Meal. Don't have fucking six in a week. That's a that's a good start. All right, but anyways, so if you like McDonald's, you like Happy Meals. Apparently, they're fucking healthy. Okay, that's they're on the move. All right, so that kind of wraps that up. All right, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for for following me. Okay, again, Instagram, Facebook, Cutting Edge Meals LLC. Go there, follow me. Uh, check out all the awesome meals we we do every every week for. For our, our families and our clients, okay. Uh, iTunes, Google, Grain of Salt podcast. Check us out. Follow us, okay. Um, again, I mentioned it last week. Uh, I have a couple new exciting things going on for the podcast. Uh, I'm not gonna let that cat out of the bag yet either. But um, again, stay tuned. Uh, subscribe. That's the best way to be kept in the loop, okay. Uh, also, again, for the business side of things, I'm working on a bunch of stuff with that. All right, it's been kind of a crazy March. Uh, the beginning of April is seeming to, uh, or shaping up rather, I should say, to be seemingly busy. So hopefully, I can I can kind of iron things out by by May, uh, give or take a couple weeks. We'll have to see how things go, but um, maybe the weather will start cooperating with us. All right, we're we're back into the swing of things, uh, uh, full on here. So uh, thanks for listening, uh, Chef Jason Shepard signing off. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next time.